You know the vibes. The Hoop Genius Podcast presented by NBA 2K22. I'm your boy, Mo Mucci. Alongside me, as always, the three-time NBA champion, the super agent, real name, no gimmicks, Mr. Benjamin oh. Strong. Oh, every time you say that, Mo, I get chills. I get chills. Mm-hmm. No name, real name, no gimmicks. I uh, love it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> and that's what we're giving the people. Real talk, you know? Real talk, and, man. Uh, how nope. you doing today? How you doing today, my friend? Man, this, this fasting is tough, but I'm pushing through. I'm I'm good. I'm blessed. I'm healthy. I'm alive. I can't complain. Kind of weird that there's no NBA basketball on, but it's all good. It's just one day. One like one day without the NBA, I don't know what to do. Like hey, one day without calm, <laughs> Mo. It's calm before the storm. Because That's facts. when this when this play in starts, Mo, it's gonna come. And I got the funny feeling, Mo, there's going to be a lot of storylines. There's going to be something that's going to be oh, shit. bizarre. And we're going to be talking, screaming. So I'm apologizing beforehand I to up. all the people out here. Because, Mo, I just got this funny feeling. You know, when you're watching and looking at these matchups, you know, Mo, I'm really concerned. You know, I'm just concerned about a lot of these matchups. So with no further... You know, you know, actually, just, it, adding, just adding to that, just adding to that. One thing about this play-in, if you guys didn't know, on yesterday's episode, we broke down the NBA play-in and we gave our predictions for who's going to win each game. But the one thing about the play-in, BJ, is it puts the better-seeded teams at a slight disadvantage because the first seed and the second seed don't know who they're playing. The other teams have a week right. to prepare for their opponents. But Miami, for example, who finished first in the Eastern Conference, aren't going to know until Friday who they're playing, and then they have one day to prepare before game one. See, I think this is an advantage for those teams, though, Mo. Why? I think it's an advantage for the teams because there's no preparation. There's no preparation, and the other team has to travel. Mm. And play two other games in between. Yes. So, Mo, I think it's a huge advantage for those teams because the other teams should be well-rested, and the, and then the teams that are playing, they have to play, travel, and, and there's no preparation. So I think the series, in theory, shouldn't start to game three. Yeah. Because there's no if they play every other day, right? They'll play, they'll play a game, travel the next day, play a game, off day, and travel. And those are the first two games. So I, I think it, I think there is an advantage, but I understand what you're saying, though, Mo. Hmm. Well, because we already broke down the plan, and if you haven't go back and listen to yesterday's show. We're going to break down some of the matchups that are locked in. Because this weekend, all eight teams from each conference are in action. You know, Utah and Dallas get us underway. The early tip-off, one o'clock Eastern on Saturday. For my people over here, that's like seven or eight in the evening. Nice early game. BJ, that's morning time for you. Yes, That series there, I don't think we can preview it yet because we're still awaiting the results of Luka Doncic's calf strain. If you didn't know, he went down in the final game of the season. Ironically, he had been given a technical foul in the game before, which was his 16th technical, which meant he was supposed to be suspended for one game. But the Mavericks appealed it and the league rescinded the technical, meaning he played and subsequently got injured. So it's going to be difficult to preview that series. But let's go on the assumption that Luka Doncic is healthy. I don't see a way that the Mavs lose this series if Luca's healthy. 
I would tend to agree with that, Mo. If Luca is healthy and they are at full strength, Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks, I think the Dallas Mavericks I, should win this series. I, I want to say this, though. Even if they're not a full strength, because even if Luca's not a hundred, let's say Luca's only 80%, the way his game is built, he's not a John Morant. He's not a Russell Westbrook where he has to be 100% healthy to be his most effective. Luca plays that old man kind of slow at his own pace, a few floaters, a few runners, a few step backs. Even if he's just 80%, I still like the Mavs to win this series. Do you agree? Well, I don't want to underestimate. I think that's probably the, it's like a concerned parent. You know, I, I, I there's always something that could go wrong. Mm-hmm. And the series takes on a life of its own. And every series, I always go into it with like, I have to be prepared for whatever happens. I think it, I think, you know, that your health is priority number one. So your availability right now, we're talking about who's available and it's going to require mobile because you never know what can happen in a series. And that's what makes them great. When you watch, you'll see an upset. So I think if Dallas is healthy, if Utah is healthy, I think Dallas Mavericks should win. I think they should win probably in six. Yes. I think they should. I think they should win that series. Now, if Luca is not healthy, Mo, anything can happen. You never know. Maybe, maybe with this calf injury, suddenly it tightens up in game three or four because they'll virtually start playing every other yeah. day here and, and, and because of TV. You know, as, as bad as it sounds, if you're the Jazz, you want to be trying to get Luca switched onto Donovan Mitchell and he's got to try and stay in front of Spider with a bad calf. That's going to be a tough assignment. You know, they're going to try and hide Luca on one of the shooters out on the wing. But it's, it's interesting, but we're going to break that one down further as we get closer to it. Then the other game on the early tip-off on Saturday is going to be Memphis versus whoever finishes number seventh in the West. So go check out yesterday's podcast again. But after that, we have what, in my opinion, is the most fascinating first-round series. This is the series that intrigues me the most. Am I right in saying the last time we saw these two teams against each other in the playoffs, we had one of the greatest game winners in NBA history? The Toronto Raptors and the Philadelphia 76ers. Well, we have different, there are different characters now. Oh, 100%. There's different actors. There's but, different actors. But, but, the, but I will the, say this. Okay. Joel Embiid walking off in Toronto in tears after that game. It's got to be some added motivation for him in this series. Possibly. Possibly. The difference is I think he expects to win the series. Yes. Last time they met, they didn't know. Yes. This time around, he's expecting to win this series. The pressure is on them to win the series because if they don't win this series, Mo. Mm-mm. We will have to dedicate an entire show, uh-uh, an entire week, to the Philadelphia 76ers. The end of the process. They have been in the news, not because they've been winning, Mo, but because they've been losing in the playoffs. Yes. Okay. Starting last year when they lost to the Atlanta Hawks, they've been in the 
they've been in the media all season because of the Ben Simmons situation. They make a trade. They're in the media. They start off great. They're in the media. They falter a little bit. They're in the media. And here we are again, Mo, mm-hmm. in the media. Yes. And Mo, if they don't win this first round, now something will have to change in Philly. I can't think of another player right now off the top that has more pressure on him to perform in the playoffs, not the regular season, than James Harden. So 100%. all eyes, all eyes, plus, you know, Mo and BJ will be looking mm-hmm. in Philly. So to see what's going on. Here's my thing for this series. The most important player in this series isn't James Harden. Isn't Joel Embiid. Okay. Isn't Pascal Siakam. Isn't Fred Van Fleet. The one player, Matisse Thibel. Well, he's not, he can't even play. He can't play in Toronto. He also is a big reason why the Raptors won the season series three games to one. Because we thought Ben Simmons not being able to shoot was a problem for Philippe. Guess what? This guy can't shoot either. Because if you watch the matchups, especially the most recent matchup where the Raptors won, they didn't even guard him. They threw two bodies at Joel Embiid every time down. And they said, okay, if you want to shoot, you shoot. We're not even going to attempt to guard you. So maybe him being ineligible to play is a blessing in disguise in this series because now they can have a shooter on the floor where the defense has to respect the jump shot instead of automatically having two bodies going to Embiid. Do you see where I'm coming from with this? Well, Mo, it sounds great in theory. I think, you know, everyone loves to talk about the offense. However, Mo, you know what it, you know how I look at the game and you know what side I always approach the game from. I work backwards. I work 100%. from the defense to the offense. I'm not worried about shooting shots. I, I Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid is going to get double teamed. Okay. Now you say, well, he's got to pass the ball. Well, there's ways to counter that, right, Mo? I can pass it back out and repost before the double team gets there. If I get stops on the other end, it's impossible for you to double team me in transition. Okay. So but- I'm not really, I'm not really worried about that. If they are double teaming Joel Embiid, you know what that means, Mo? That means they're scoring on the other end. <laughs> and if they are scoring on the other end, I'm probably going to lose the game anyway. Mm-hmm. And we can sit here and say, blame it on Tybal. If I can get stops on the other end, how are you going to double team me in transition? Okay. Or early offense. You, so you here's can't. the thing on the defense, though. As great as Ty was in defender, they're going to pick on James Harden. They're going to try and put him in every action, as we've seen that, lots of teams that, do throughout fine. this season. That's fine. Do that's you fine. think James Harden, who started off hot in Philly, but has cooled off significantly over the recent stretch of games, do you think he was just taking it easy to gear up for the playoffs? Or do you think he really has lost a step? Well, Mo, I don't think he's really lost a step. You know what I think, Mo, is that once, once this league finds out something about you, it's one thing I know about the NBA. Everyone's communicating with everyone. It's a small league, right? It's only 30 teams. Mm-hmm. Once a team finds your weakness, 
it gets passed around the league. As you ascend in the playoffs, as you play against better teams, the better teams are able to exploit your weakness or the weakness of your team. How many times do you hear this, Mo? We can't wait to play this year against the Phoenix Suns because we can evaluate who we are. We can't wait to play against Giannis because he is the very best Mm -hmm. or KD or what have you. Okay. James Harden right now, this is what we know. James Harden isn't playing in a system under Mike D'Antoni where no one was expecting them to play defense anyway. Their whole philosophy was, we're just going to outscore you. Yeah. So you never really focused in on whether or not he was playing defense or not because you're like, okay, they're just going to score and shoot threes and James Harden was going to have 35 or 40 points no matter what. Now, Mo, what we're saying is there's a brand of basketball that needs to be played that has proven that works in the NBA. And suddenly now you're not focused as much on what we've all been saying since the 1980s. This isn't old school. This isn't new school. This is just the true school. This (laughs) is just the true school. (laughs) I love it. This is what it is. Okay. This is what, Mo. You have to defend. Yeah, of course. If you're going to win. Okay. And, and so now James Harden isn't playing that style of basketball, which was unsuccessful. They got to the conference finals, but it wasn't successful. It didn't work when he was there in Brooklyn. It didn't work when he was there in Houston. Mike D'Antoni was the coach in Phoenix. It, it got to a certain level, but it didn't work. So now, Mo, he's playing in a system. Mm-hmm. where they're expected to win. And the big question mark is, can James Harden defend? Which we've never had to ask before. And what is this in year, what, 13, 14 for him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he can, from what I've seen, he can defend very well on okay, the post. Then. On the post. He's okay. strong as hell. Guarding on the okay. perimeter, okay. though. Is a whole okay. nother story. Well, here we go. Well, Mo, we're <laughs> going to find out now. I know they are not going to let, like- <laughs> let me let me let me assure you this: if you have any weaknesses coming into this, the ball will always find the weakest defender. And this is so, why. This is why I think the Raptors win this series. I'm very concerned about. They this. don't have a weak link on defense. You you look at it and you think, all right, cool. We'll go at Fred Van Fleet. Fred Van Fleet could be a second team more defense. Fred Van Fleet is a very good defender. Pascal Siakam is a good defender. OG Ananobi is an elite defender. Gary Trent Jr. holds his own on defense. Precious Achua does a good job on defense, especially in the game against Joel Embiid that we saw a couple of weeks ago. I like Toronto to win this. I like what Nick Nurse does. Throwing four sets of feet in the paint every time Joel Embiid catches the ball and says, you know what? If Tobias Harris is going to score 10 threes tonight and beat us, so be it. I think you can win playing that style of basketball. They're missing defensively, Matisse Tybalt, as you said. James Harden, it remains to be seen what kind of defender he is, but I'm not putting faith in that. It's going to be, oh, if, you- if the, the you talk about the best player in the series, Embiid's going to have to come out and put up 40, 50 a night. For them to win this. Joel Embiid, okay. Joel Embiid puts up 40-50. Okay. If you don't stop anyone, Mo, you can't win the game. 
Joel Embiid is going to have to do the following. He's going to have to establish there will be no attacking the rim in this series. Yes. Now, because of the level of athleticism of this team, talking about the Toronto Raptors, I think that's impossible. Yes. Because they have long athletic players. And Mo, you hear me say this over and over again. And I'm apologizing for repeating this to you. There is no counter in this game for speed and quickness. No, They not only have length, they have speed, agile, versatile athletes who are going to attack that basket. And they got shooters. Okay. And they have, so it's a bad combination because Joel Embiid is the only athlete that I can see that can play the vertical game because they have four, five, six guys. And you can't let him get in foul trouble. That's the other thing. Like, I know the Sixers, we rely on a lot of free throws. The the referees don't blow the whistle like that. You know, this, Joel Embiid averages 20 points a game, but 10 points from the free throw line. How many is he going to get from the free throw line in the postseason compared to the regular season? But conversely, on the other end, if you're looking for Embiid to set the tone and protect the paint and say, no one's coming in here. Well, I'm looking at the Sixers roster. Who else is there to protect the paint aside from, say Embiid picks up two early fouls. I'm just attacking the back. I, yeah. Look, Coach Nurse is going to do this. Okay. It's this is no secret. They are going to attack that basket. 100%. Why? Because they're going to force the referees to say one of the following. Either Joel Embiid is going to have eight blocks in this game and 10, you know, contest at the rim, which is which is a game changer. And he's capable of doing that. Or he's going to get in early foul trouble, and that's going to force them to go to DeAndre Jordan and play zone <laughs> or whatever. They're going to have to do to hide him. That's a poor read. I'm putting him. I'm putting him in two actions immediately. I'm going to spread the court with not a five man posting, so that all my drivers can drive that room. And then in all the half court sets, whoever he's guarding, I'm putting in screen roll. Yep. I'm. I'm going to keep him active, especially if he has to guard Siakam. Whoever he has to, he's going to have to guard those guys during the course of the game. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I will figure out that matchup. I, now, I, I, Doc I like, Rivers has a, he has a, he, Doc Rivers has to do something. <laughs> I don't know how much Doc Rivers can do, but if you had to pick right now which team wins and in how many games, who do you like for that series? Mo, my mind is telling me Philly. Mine isn't my heart. My heart, (laughs) my heart is telling me defense wins teed up and Toronto is the better defensive team. Yes. Toronto is the deeper team. Yes. Toronto has the better athletes. Yes. Now Philly has the better player. They've got the best player in this, in the series. I want to say Philly because I really want to, I like Philly. You know, I when they got James Harden, I said, hey, I thought it was a good trade. Yeah. But I see so many gaps in Philly's defense it, right now. It has to go perfectly. I'm very, very concerned. If Joel they play- Embiid is capable of Joel Embiid is he's capable. I just don't think he can sustain it because these guys are just gonna come. And I'm telling you right now, Mo, if they get a game up there in Philly in these first two games. I could see them ending this series and ending it quickly. Mm. Well, I had Raptors in six. I, I, I could really. If, if yeah, the Sixers I, play I, like they did immediately after trading for James Harden, then 
that's changed the whole thing. No, I'm going to say playing. Philly. I'm going to say Philly. I'm just going to say Philly because, you know, I just say, oh, man, Philly's going to grind this out. You know, Doc Rivers, I think they're going to figure it out. But I am I will not be surprised. I am really concerned and I will not be shocked at all. I mean, if Toronto came there and, and got that work done quickly. Coaching, but I'm going to say Philly. I'm going to say Philly in six. That's what co- I'm going to coaching say. wise. I'm I'm picking Nick Nurse over Doc Rivers any day of the week. Oh man, in, I, I in, can't. No, I can't say that. No, I in can't, the playoffs, no, I can't. I can't. Ten years ago, that. I'm going to say Doc Rivers. What I've seen from him yeah. with the Clippers in recent years no, gives no, me no confidence I, I, as to picking him over you know, what we've seen from Nick Nurse in recent years. But I'm, I'm sure we're going to continue that conversation about, as the series. No, progresses. I can't let you say that. I can't let you I, say that okay. without getting away. Okay, I can't okay. let you say that. Say it. You know, Doc Rivers has taken a lot of flack. For these three-one leads and, and the most in NBA history, yes, yeah, the most in the okay, and but you know what? Every player, every coach, everyone's participated. When I see a coach go out there on that floor and make a basket, then you can throw that argument for me. Okay, I've been in huddles where coaches said play X, and the team said no, we ain't running that play. I've been in I've been in okay. huddles where coach has the right play and the team been executed. Now it's one thing I know about Glenn Doc Rivers. He know that game of basketball. Oh, that's facts. Okay. And until I can see Doc Rivers hand the ball to a player, just hand it to a player, because y'all not gonna tell me that the triangle offense was the greatest offense that's ever made. (laughs) Okay. Y'all not going to tell me, y'all not going to tell me that the late great red Arback had the greatest defensive schemes ever. He he did. It was was called Bill Russell. Okay. You're not going to tell me that Pat Riley at Showtime had the greatest. No, I'm not buying that. Okay, so we can sit here and, 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 and it's fun to do, right? You know, it's fun because you want to, you got to blame somebody. It's but, not blame. Well, you, what, what, what are we doing then? It's, it's not blame. Because if he it's... gives you the right play and you don't go out and execute it, somebody's got to be responsible. I gave Mo the right play. Mo, I put you in isolation versus Kawhi Leonard. Why you couldn't score? That's what I always do. It, this it is for Jordan. Why it's not for you? blame. This is me saying every time we've watched Nick Nurse coaching the playoffs, and it's not just Doug Rivers. I think Nick Nurse can coach against any coach in this league because okay, he's won one what he does, same as Doc Rivers. What he does is he his I don't know what the word is for it. When he oh, throws no, out some of these the schemes and these okay. things that you would see in like a high school game, but he does it in the NBA okay. finals. They okay. I, he I can do it strategically. It. Well, I can describe it. I yeah. can describe it. Okay, if Steph Curry makes those shots, we would have been making fun at Nick Nurse. How could he run the high school gimmick defenses but he versus didn't. A, a Steph Curry? But, he, but didn't. he did make it. So now you're going, wow, yeah. this guy. Is, yeah, it's, it, that's what it is. It is what it is. That's every game. It is that's what every it series. Is. But now, so all I'm saying is this is when you gave Doc Rivers, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Ray John Rondo, Ray Allen. He brought home the goods. Yes. And when those guys were up 3-1 in the bubble, he had a game plan where they were up 20 every game. Now, somebody's got to take responsibility for that. 
And yep. his name wasn't Glenn Doc Rivers. No, his name was okay. Paul George. But what about all the okay. years with Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, and Philly? And my biggest oh, hang well, up. Let's with look at the, it. Let's look I'm, at it. Let's look at the let's look at the gaps in their game. DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, and Chris Paul. They've been up three one. Uh, let's look at the gaps in their games. Now. You tell me. Come on, if they're good Come enough on. to get up 3-1, they can win they one out of the three remaining okay. games. And, and, and let me tell you the hardest part to win a game, the closeout game. That's the, that's the hardest one. That's the hardest game. Mo, I've been in closeout games with so-called the greatest player of all time, the greatest one, right? You know, the one we all celebrate. Mm. We're playing against the Portland Trailblazers. Closeout game. Oh, Portland is done. We're da da da. You know, you know, you, you know all the rhetoric. Now, no one in the locker room believed it. We're down mode 15, 20 points going to fourth quarter at home. You can look this up, Mo. Mo, yeah, I've seen it. You can look it up. I've you seen can look it. it up. Okay. What I'm telling you, Mo, the hardest game for a team, because Mo, this is how you want a series. This is how you win a series. Your best player, your best player, he's got to win a game. He's got to win a game in that series. He's just got to have a game where you go, wow. Why does he have to win a game? Because that's going to force the other team to make a a commitment. The other team say, you know what? I got to guard. Let's just say this guy, Jordan. I got to guard Jordan with two people, and I'm going to live with the results. The same thing you just said with Nick Nurse. Mm -hmm. He's going to have – Joel Embiid is going to force them to do something. Okay. So your best player has to win a game in a series. Okay. Your bench has to win a game in a series. Yeah. Okay. Your team, whoever your second best player, third, they got to win a game. And then the most important is can your coach coach in a game and win a game that you're not supposed to win. See, can your coach... We'll see. I only say nothing. We will see. Doc Rivers had a game plan where you're up 20. Okay, but we will see what game plan he brings to this series. Because this is what I'll tell you. If the game plan involves... I just want to say this one thing. Can I just say one thing? One thing, and then you can go. It's like Jerry West when he kept going to the NBA Finals. He went to the NBA Finals like nine times. Yes. Now, he only won one. Mm. This is what I respect about Doc Rivers. Winning is about two things. It's agony when you lose. Mm. It's you, you win or you're just it's, it's total agony. It's, there's nothing in between. The fact that Doc Rivers keeps coming that's called persistence. That's called consistency. There could only be one winner, though. Mm. There can only be one winner. And you know what? And to win, it requires you to have a special, special player. Because no coach is playing. Mm-hmm. No coach. And you can't tell me, and I'm respecting all the offenses that these coaches come up with and all of these so-called geniuses, but y'all can't tell me that the San Antonio Spurs suddenly now don't know how to win. Greg Popovich know how to win. There's only one thing missing. 
Tim Duncan. That's big fundamentals. <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking. Now you're talking my okay, way. But, but, so let me tell you this. I'm, I'm, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Okay. If Dolph Rivers insists on still playing DeAndre Jordan, who was cut by two teams so far this season, instead of Paul Reed, who is significantly better than DeAndre Jordan every time he plays, this is my issue currently with Doc Rivers. But we've got to keep moving. We've got more NBA action to discuss. But I don't want to see DeAndre Jordan in the playoffs. Okay. Well, I, we're going to see him because you know what? Doc Rivers Again, always I'm plays him because they're friends. He's got to play DeAndre. See, I, I, he has to play DeAndre Jordan. Why? Because I'm going to say it again, Mo. Mo, they, they are going to attack that basket. Yes. And I only see two shot blockers over there for Philly. I'm sorry. I get animated about this because I can't let people attack people without. It's not an they, attack. It's, it's not if an they attack. Go, if they, yeah, it is. If DeAndre Jordan, it, it, listen. If they have players that's going to attack the basket, I need shot blockers and people who can play vertical basketball and rim protectors. I got to play DeAndre Jordan. I got to play DeAndre Jordan. Why do you play him over Paul Reed? But I'll say it again, because I have to have people that can protect the rim. And Paul Reed can't do that. Okay, you tell me. You, you tell me. You tell me which one can. You, you, you watch the game like me. Now, I'd rather play this, Paul Reed than DeAndre Jordan. Okay, that, that's fine. And then when you lose with Paul Reed, are you going to take the responsibility? No, lose with what you believe can work. We're going to funnel with big bodies. Okay. You cannot play games when you get to – there's no counter to speed and quickness. I don't have an athlete that can counter what they, they can do, Paul Reed included. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you don't have it, you got to take away something, Mo. You're playing against Allen Iverson. You can't run as fast as Allen Iverson, Mo. So what are you going to do? What are you going to take away? At least I can meet these athletes at the basket mm-hmm. if DeAndre Jordan plays. We'll see. At least we can play that game. We will see. Okay. That's all I want to say. But you we know what? That's Doc Rivers and his see. staff's problem. We can have our opinion. but. Mm-hmm. To me, when you're playing the game and you're playing against speed and quickness, you got to take away something. You can't just, if you don't have another athlete that's just as fast, like you're telling me that Paul Reed can guard Siakam and these guys? Are you telling you're me better that? Better than DeAndre can. That's, that's what I'm telling you, and you will see it throughout the course of the series. I hope and you're anyway. right, because I'm picking Philly. I hope you're right. I'm I, I, but go ahead, let's go. I've been watching. I hope you're I, right. I know I'm right, but Anyway, the Golden State Warriors take on the Denver Nugget in the final game of Saturday's mm. action. Oh, man. This is an intriguing matchup because we don't know what Steph Curry's status will be returning. So we've got... It doesn't... It doesn't matter? I don't even think it matters. I don't even think it matters. You think the Nuggets are going to pull off the upset regardless of Steph? Or you think the Warriors are going to win regardless of okay. Steph? All right. First of all, I want to take this word upset out. Okay. When you have an MVP on your team, <laughs> yes, I want you to stop with the with the novice stuff. It's a six seed versus a three no, seed. No, 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 no. You can't be no. We're not playing that, but we're not playing the mathematic game here. We're playing the game. That's okay. why we're going to play this okay. game. Okay, Jokic is an MVP. Mm-hmm. Jokic, I don't care who's on the floor. We'll be the best player on the floor in that series. Yeah. Facts. Yes. Now I'm standing on that one, Mo. I'm not oh, playing no. this game today. 
you know, <laughs> real name, no gimmicks. Now you got me fired up, Mo. Hey, this is what we do. He was the, He's going to be the best player on the floor. Yes. I don't care if Steph Curry is playing, Clay Thompson is playing, everybody's healthy. He will be the best player on the floor. Yeah, he's, he could now, be the back-to-back MVP by the time they take to the court. Okay, now, so th- this is not an upset. This, there's a reason he's the MVP. There's a reason. We, t- we said all season he's the MVP because he brought these guys along, da-da-da, da-da-da. So if what I'm saying holds true, he's going to win a game or two because he's the MVP. See, Giannis is going to win two games in the series. At least. He may win four games in yes. a series. That's how great he is. He's going to win two. Okay, Malone. Hey, he's got to match wits over there with Kerr for mm-hmm. one game and then the, and then the team. This isn't an upset. Okay. So you're you know expecting Denver to win. This is what I'm expecting. This is going to be a battle of the wheels mm. because you're going to have a big who's going to play and is going to get 50 to 60 possession in the operating area below the free throw line, which is going to put an unusual amount of pressure on two people, Kavon Looney and Draymond Green. I'm fast. Draymond Green is going to have to. Draymond Green is going to have to play mano e mano versus Jokic. That fascinates me. And let me tell you something. Small ball doesn't affect Jokic. So that's going to compromise Steve Kerr's defense. Now, that I know coming into this series. Now, I don't know what the counter is. I don't know how they're going. Are they going to try to speed up the game? Yes. Whatever it is, it's going to be a battle of the wheels. Now, everyone may pick the Warriors because they'll say they have more depth. I can understand that. But you're not going to tell me this is going to be an upset because the MVP could impose his will on this series. What's interesting? The MVP. What's interesting is the Denver Nuggets won the regular season series 3-1, but we didn't actually see Draymond going up against Nikola Jokic the whole time because Draymond was out with injuries. So I'm really intrigued to see how he, because you know, Draymond prides himself on taking on these big men uh, in, in these matchups. So I'm, I'm intrigued. What I like about the Warriors here, I believe they have a deeper roster than the Denver Nuggets. I, I, I they have a much deeper roster, arguably better coaching, but I don't want to have a coaching debate because we just had that in the last thing. <laughs> but I like, I like Golden State for this, even though they have the MVP, because as much as they have the MVP and Aaron Gordon, the rest of the guys... I don't know, because if you look at the regular season, it's Jokic just carrying these guys. And then you've got guys, Bones Highland, the rookie, stepping up in that game against Philly down the stretch. Is he going to repeat that in the NBA playoffs? Guarded by Clay Thompson, who's looking stronger and stronger every game that he plays? I don't know. I like Golden State for this one. But are you rolling with Denver? I'm going to pick Golden State. I'm going to pick Golden State. And the reason I'm going to pick Golden State is because I'm just going to stay principled. I think they are better on the defensive end as a team. I think yeah, they pe- can extend. People forget, you know, the first four I think they of can season. extend. Okay. And I think they have more depth. However, Mo, however, the same way I feel about Luka Doncic and Giannis and these guys, Jokic is very capable 
of having a moment. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Big time. <laughs> He's very capable, Mo, of having a moment. And I can't just say you got the MVP. Mo, you can have back-to-back MVP this year. Mm-hmm. He's going to win a game or two by himself. I now I would be shocked if he gets swept. Yeah. He's going to have, and Mo, he will not only be the best player on the floor, he will be the biggest player on the floor. Mm-hmm. By far. Go now, say what small I team. don't know. Yeah, I don't know what Golden State will do to counter this. Maybe they go zone. I have no idea. But what I do know is that if Draymond gets in foul trouble, and I don't anticipate Draymond Green being able to handle Jokic. It's over. Okay. So I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Golden State because I think they have the more depth. I'm going to pick Golden State. You know, I, I think they are a better defensive group. But Jokic, these guys are great. Yep. Jokic is great. Mo. Yep. The guy could win a series, and then I I shouldn't be like, oh, my God, this is the biggest upset of all. You're talking about a guy. This is why he's great. But but look at the rest he's of the team. He's done this all year. That's why I think look it's upset, because of the rest of the squad. Oh, no, no, no. Aaron Gordon's a really good player. He, he, yeah, he's good. The, the, the Jeff Green's a really, really, really good player. Jeff Green is a really good player. Okay? These guys are good. These are, these are good players. These are good players. It's not like you're 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 Clay Thompson right now is not that Clay Thompson. No, we're not comparing Clay Thompson to Jeff Green. Though. That's what I'm saying. Come on. No, I'm not comparing anybody to anybody. But what I'm saying is Clay Thompson of old. Is yes. That that is this isn't the that same version. But this is not the same there. version of Jeff Green in his prime either. Okay. <laughs> what what I'm saying, Mo, is that what I'm saying is that these guys are good players in their own right. Yes. Every Jeff Green is, is very, Jerry absolutely Jeff Green is very capable of having one game of 25 or 30 points. He's he's capable of that. I would be shocked if Jeff Green went off for 30 in this year's NBA playoffs. I would love okay. it because I'm a huge Jeff okay. Green fan. They're, they're, but I, they're gonna they're gonna have to double team from somewhere. One of these guys, Monte Morris, one of these guys are gonna have a big game. Gordon Bones. All one of these, they're going to have to double team Jokic. Now I expect Jokic, with, with Green. What's the other guy's game? Uh, J. Michael. J. Michael Green. One of these guys are going to have twenty five or thirty. Why? Because they're going to get, they're going to leave one of these guys open. Yeah, I see you, it. You can't. You you. The, the, Jeff Green can catch five or six alley oops in a game. Okay. He can get those. He he will get open shots. Why? Because that will be the that will be the design of the defense. Well, the only time Jeff Green scored over twenty points so far this season is against teams that don't qualify for the playoffs. Currently, uh, season high twenty six against the Los Angeles Lakers. His best performance, arguably, is against the Phoenix Suns, where he had nineteen. He uh, was one from five from downtown, but six from eight from the free throw line. So maybe not even a perimeter shooting, just being aggressive and attacking on the inside. Because, like you said, with Looney and Green, they don't have that much interior presence. Somebody is going to step up. We don't. This is why we're playing. We know that we know this. Jokic is going to affect the game. Mm -hmm. Now, what's the counter and who's going to execute? Somebody is going to get free looks and open shots. That's how the game goes. 
So are you picking Denver or, or Golden State? I told I'll say it again. I'm picking the Warriors because <laughs> you keep saying reason why. you keep saying I'm picking Golden State and then giving me reasons why Denver's gonna well, win. Well, because because I'm, I'm giving you reasons is because this is a very close. This could go either way. Mm. I'm not like convinced. Like mm. as I'm saying this, I'm just saying Golden State. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not like it's like, it's like I'm Philly not and like, Toronto. It, yeah, it's like it's like it's not a landslide. It's no. This is like. You, you can make an argument here. I, I'm just saying now, but, this is just a feel. This is just a feel. This you ready is just, for the segue? Like, okay, I think go to say, yeah, but... Speaking yeah. of landslides, the final series to discuss has the most landslide potential of them all, in my humble opinion. Because on Sunday, Boston's playing the seventh seed, Miami's playing the eighth seed, Phoenix playing the eighth seed. We don't know who they're going to be playing, but we well, do if know... You guys play, if you guys play Boston, if, if Boston plays Brooklyn... That's the conversation for later this week. Ooh. And we'll have that conversation Mo, later this week. Mo, 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 you got on all black right now? Hey, hey, Mo, you got a problem now. DJ, you I, you, I you wear, got a serious problem. If, you got a serious problem. If, if people you, know you me. You got a serious I problem. I wear black yeah, Mo, this, shit, this like. playoffs is somebody is going to get upset. I don't yes. know who. Kevin Durant. No. But, uh, we'll talk, about, okay. that. We'll talk okay. about that later in the week. No, no, no. You're fa- no, 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 Kevin Durant's not going to get upset. You're favored to win. You're going to be favored to win that series. Okay, and we will win it. But that's a conversation for so, later this week. The conversation okay. today if, is the Milwaukee Bucks hosting the no, Chicago no, Bulls. No, see, no, 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 this one, I feel I feel, I feel, feel pretty good about this one. For Milwaukee, yeah. I got Milwaukee for Milwaukee, yeah. five. Yeah, out of respect, I'm going to say five, but I'm expecting I, four. I've got Milwaukee. I would have had Milwaukee in four, but I know DeMar DeRozan in a close game. He can hit a shot or two and win it for the for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't see any counters that they can do. For uh, only counter I see them, they have to shoot exceptionally well from three. Well, I just see I don't one, see any if, counters. If there's one game where Giannis just gets in crazy foul trouble early on in the game, uh, then they'll have a chance. Like, I, expect, I, I can't I say that we swept, but I, yeah, I expect them I'm, to make no further than five. I don't expect this to go six or seven. I, out of respect, I'm going to say five. Out of respect, they're going to get one game. And we've talked but, about this a bunch of times on the show. The interior defense or lack of for the Chicago Bulls. I think this is going to be a good test for Brook Lopez on Milwaukee to be fully back up to speed, to see where he's at in his game, especially having to guard the rim with guys like, you know, Zach Levine coming to attack in the paint. It's going to be an interesting test, a litmus test to see how far wrong he is in his recovery. I, I think Brooke is ready. I think this team is ready. I think they're sharp. They look great. I, I'm, I'm picking them to come out of the East. Okay. The East is terrific, but I'm picking them to come out of the East. Now, all these other, I think, can go back and forth, you know, and this has been a fun exercise. Mm-hmm. This has been a fun exercise mm-hmm. because – it could go either way. Yes. I'm, I'm going to pick Philly. I'm going to stick with Philly, but, but I'm going, ooh, Toronto is there, right? The I'm only pick, the only series I feel comfortable with is the Bucks. The rest of them, I, 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 I don't. I'm just, you know, I'm, <laughs> going to, I'm just going to stay principled and say, go to state is the better defensive team. They are the, they have more depth, but I could see Steve Kerr not going to his bench. Cause you know what I find fascinating? As I'm mm-hmm. watching Go to State, you know, you're watching Jordan Poole and Klay Thompson and Wiggins play. When Steph comes back, 
I think Jordan Poole has to go to the bench. Well, they're saying they want to keep him in the starting lineup. Okay, well, that small lineup is not going to work against Jokic. <laughs> see, this is what I this is what this is what I see, Mo, Mo, Mo. Okay, I'm gonna say it again. Now, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson. Do you see any? Let me let me ask you this. Do you see any way in the world where Steph, because he's not fully healthy, comes off the bench just for the first game, I, I, second I, game? Mo, back? I, Mo, I'm just telling you what I see. I'm just telling you what I see, Mo. Kaminka and, and Jordan Poole, they deserve to play. Why? Because they broke, they both bring a level and an energy to the game. Mm-hmm. And I think they're just okay, gonna Mo? try and outrun the Joker. Okay, no, okay. You could try to outrun it, but Mo, you and I both know in the playoffs what happens in the playoffs. The game slows down. down a little, a little bit. And if you play four little guards and think you could double team. Jokic, four, Steph four Curry, guards plus six foot six Draymond. Draymond. <laughs> if you think that's working, <laughs> okay, Jokic, fifty piece pending. On seventy five percent shooting, Mo. Oh, yeah. that's not going to work against him. So now I don't know what he's going to do. When I say he, I don't know what Steve Kerr is going to do. That's why they get paid the big butts. That's that's over my pay grade and your pay grade. But I do know this. He's not going to come out there with Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Wiggins, and Draymond Green for 40-plus minutes versus the Joker. Versus mm-hmm, the Joker. Mm-hmm. That ain't happening. So let me let me say this. If you guys at home are wondering why we haven't previewed Boston or Phoenix or Miami or Memphis, it's because we don't know who they're playing yet. Come back after the playing matchups are set. But there is one more thing we have to discuss, Mr. Armstrong. Mm. This mm. comings and goings in the NBA world, I saw something real disrespectful. I saw something real disrespectful that I got to talk about. Now, the Lakers, the Lakers played their best game of the season in the final game. Game number 82 was <laughs> it's such a fun game. Did you really just watch. say that, Mo? Yes. You know what? Stop trolling. Stop trolling. Oh, no, it's fun. Why, why are you doing that, Mo? It was fun it. to watch. Mo, I had Mo, a lot of fun watching it. Austin Reeves triple double. They played their best game and, and none of their top guys played. Come on, Mo. Yes. Yes. It was the most fun I've had watching the Lakers all season. Okay. <laughs> okay. 41 for Malik Monk, triple double for Austin Reeves. Anyway, they went up against Denver's bench. Cool. Whatever. Anyway, the game finished. And within seconds of the game finishing, Adrian Wojnarowski tweets, the Lakers are firing head coach Frank Vogel. The team expects to tell him on Monday. This was on Sunday night, by the way. Do you think Frank Vogel don't have a Twitter account? or his friends and family don't have a Twitter account, that you're going to tweet out that Frank Vogel's been fired, but the Lakers don't have the decency to tell him until the next day. They didn't even let him do the post-game media availability. They didn't even let him... I heard James Worthy say, they didn't even let him get to do the the end-of-season interviews. This is a man who two years ago delivered you a championship, which you claim is a real championship that they won at Disney World. And I just thought that was downright disrespectful. They couldn't even do the courtesy of waiting until he got home from the arena. They couldn't even do the courtesy of talking to him after the game because this was while they were walking off the court. Now, I don't know who leaked that news. I know Woj is just doing his job. I can't be mad at him for just reporting the story that he's been given. But whoever leaked that or whoever told him to to post that, I find that very disrespectful to Coach Frank Vogel. And um, the Lakers are in a tough spot because I don't know all these rumors that they're going to bring in Nick Nurse. I don't think he goes there. Rumors about Doc Rivers, well, he's still under contract in Philly. 
there's all these rumors and swirling, you know, thoughts about who's going to be the head coach um, in Los Angeles. But I don't think it matters with the way that that roster is structured, unless there's some significant, significant changes. Also, add to the fact, Frank Vogel's just become a scapegoat for the front office who put this team together. Because he could only coach with the pieces that he's been given. He's a defensive coach. They won a championship with a defensive team. And then they tried to build an offensive team. And then they wonder why it didn't work out. BJ, what are your thoughts on the firing of Frank Vogel and who could be next in line to replace him? Because I've heard a few whispers. Well, first. No, I, I want to be very respectful to all the parties because all of the parties I personally know. Yes. All right. I, 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 I personally know. And in particular, the party who reported it, I know. Legend in this game. And complete transparency. Okay. So everyone, right? The, the general manager of the Lakers, the owner of the Lakers, the person who reported it, Frank Vogel, I know. I have relationships with all of these people. So I, I want to be very respectful because... You know, I don't want to be so callous in the business that I start saying, oh, this guy's got fired and, and not be sensitive to that. I mean, that's a, yeah, that, that stinks, Mo. You know what I mean? That, yeah, it really it, it stinks. Right. It just there's no way about it. OK, now in saying that. I can respect. People when they are relieved of their duties, I can respect when someone doesn't perform that they there's a change being made. But Mo, you know, there, there's a way to do it, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and you have to be respectful. And I've always, always tried to maintain that level of respect and humanity and bring that to the business because, Mo, you never know who's watching. But more importantly, you know, now that I'm in my 50s, I'm very aware, sensitive to like young people who are watching. Yeah. How that was done, Mo, was not OK by mm-hmm. the adults. Thanks. Okay. How it, the fact that it was done, I'm all for that. Somebody's got to take responsibility for it. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I'm, hey, I think it was understood. It probably was going to be the coach, how it is most of the time, whether it's deserving or not. But, Mo, that's bad karma now on how that was done. Because I know all of those people involved. And I will say this I would be shocked. And I don't want to know. And I would never ask. But I would be shocked that that was being reported because that wasn't asked to put it out there that way. I will yeah. say that. Yeah. No, that's what you I was getting me? to. That's what I was you getting you to. Follow with, me. But with, I, like, I would be. The I, reporter's I, I, doing his job. He's not made it up. Someone has told yes. him, this and, is what and, we're and, doing. Tell everyone. Yes. Now, to me, Mo. Again, there's no way for me to know. I would. It's very irresponsible if it was, and I know the person that reported that, and that would be very irresponsible to do that unless somewhere down the line that was done for whatever the reason was done. Yeah. And, and, and that's all I'm saying. Mo, Mo, there's a way to do this. I just wish that it was done in a different way. The yeah. problem is the fact that it was done didn't bother me. Yeah. 
I just didn't like how he was done. Yeah, I just wanted the timing done of it. it. The timing yeah, it of just, it was just. It was just. You, you know no, what I mean? I, it's like it's like Mo. Like, Some things you, know, you like, keep in the family. You know what I'm saying? You, you got to keep, keep the family that inside. And Mo, especially I, 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 the guys won you a championship and been nothing but a professional. Out of He's not complained for him. Yes. He and Mo, whoever is responsible, right? We can all make cases. You can. Some people can say, well. It's highly unlikely that he had any say so <laughs> into the players he coached this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's highly, but to his credit, to Coach Vogel's credit this year, he won a championship. To his credit this year, he coached that team. And to his credit, he coached what was available to him and didn't at least outwardly say anything negative about the team and stayed very positive with this group. Mm-hmm. When Sometimes Mo, I thought he could have, should have probably, you know, got a little, you know, got some things off his chest. Yep. But that was, that's a difference between him and I, because some of the things weren't his fault. I just thought it could have been handled a little better, more and more respectful in a way, especially with a franchise like the Lakers. Yeah. And that's what's just, dis- it just gets disappointing to me because Mo, you know, without, trying to you know i just want to say this you know mo there's a time and place for everything and that and the way that was handled was another thing that just didn't feel good about the business hey we all know people will get fired in this business we all know you know as players some at some point you'll get cut or released or whatever the case may be but mo there's a way to do things yeah and and if there's one thing mo that that I, I I I take great pride in is leadership. Yes, and and it's and that was unacceptable, Mo. That was mm-hmm. unacceptable to this league. This league demands better. Respect. Respect we, is we a demand, major and we should, major we should, problem. Ex, we should we should demand better of ourselves. We get it. He was going to get fired. We get it. We get why he was going to be fired. We get it. He understood that. Okay, but there's a level of respect in how we treat each other. And Mo, mm-hmm. I, I, I just that one I can't, I can't, I, I can't take it. And when I say I can't take it, I'm not going to say that was representative of our very best at that moment. It was one of those moments that we all wish we could take back and get a redo. You know what I mean? If it was a golfer, hey man, I want a mulligan on that one. Maybe I, I, I could have done that one a different way. I don't know what Mulligan is. Um, golf is outside of my tax bracket currently, but we'll, we'll talk about that another day, maybe. <laughs> but, but, you know, the good news for Frank Vogel, a coaching job has just opened in Sacramento. Alvin Gentry will be moving from the head coaching position where he was an interim coach into somewhere within the organization's front office. We're going to be discussing that later in the week. That's been an extended episode of the Hoop Genius podcast. We've been going for almost an hour, um, breaking down these playoff matchups. We'll be back tomorrow. Enjoy the play in action tonight because we're going to find out who the seventh seed is tomorrow in the Eastern Conference. And then we'll know who is playing against the Boston Celtics. And then we'll know the seventh seed in the West, who's going to be taking on the Memphis Grizzlies. So we'll be back tomorrow morning. We'll see you guys there. BJ will be there. I'll be there. And most importantly, until then, get buckets.